Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast. If you're trying to figure out marketing for your startup, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, we go high level, looking at the intersection of branding, data, and leadership to offer you a marketing playbook to grow and scale. Join me each week for in-depth interviews, tactical advice, and practical trainings. Hi, I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, veteran marketer and startup enthusiast. I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hi, hi, hi. Welcome to this week's episode. We're going to be talking today all about the biggest mistakes I see people um, doing when they run ads. But before we dive in, I wanted to make sure that you knew about a free resource that's sitting on the homepage of my website, which is uglyventures, U-G-L-I ventures.com. And if you are a founder that has been struggling to put the pieces together for your marketing strategy, or not really sure how to kind of rally the team together and really be working towards one um, goal, then you can go ahead and download the go-to-market strategy guide template that I have there. It's really helpful for sort of synthesizing some of the big ideas and making sure that your strategy is on track. It's totally free. Again, just go to uglyventures.com. But today we're going to be talking about something that, you know, there's something that happens, um, I feel like every couple weeks where I get kind of on a theme And no matter which founder I'm talking to, this theme just keeps popping up over and over again because founders are really, really excited to talk about it. And that is the topic of ads. And so about two weeks ago, I put out a episode all about some experiences that I gleaned from managing a $1.2 million ad budget. So definitely have experience with spending big time buku bucks on ads, but I've also worked over the years with founders that are just testing the water with ads or have really little budget and needs to squeeze the most out of that budget. And so today I'm going to talk to you about a framework that is really effective for producing results with ads. And I think oftentimes one of the biggest mistakes that I see founders making, right, is that ads, just like so many parts of marketing, it's just such like a big, overwhelming topic, right? And for a lot of founders, it doesn't make like a ton of sense to go and learn all that you can learn about how to run ads and really to do them yourselves. Now, I do know like some founders that have really taken an interest in learning to do the ads themselves. And if you choose to do that or you're thinking about do it, I really would encourage it because ads is one of those things that, again, you really want to make sure that you know what is going on in that realm. It's just like such an important part of your lead gen strategy that it is uh, just really makes a difference if you truly understand what's going on there. So I really encourage you know, anyone that does have the interest, but for the majority out there, that just is not the time to really sink your teeth into ads, right? And I also wanna say, I mean, a lot of founders you know, with small scrappy teams, <clears throat> oftentimes they're pretty hands-on with like partnerships because there's kind of a sales aspect to it and a relationship building aspect to it. So 
that lead gen strategy of partnerships is oftentimes one that founders are really involved in. But the other lead gen um, channels, right, ads and SEO are oftentimes something we push off to consultants or agencies and could feel maybe a little confused about them. And therefore it becomes this like big mystery that feels like maybe feels like a cost center and not really one producing ROI for your business. So let's start in with the biggest mistake I see founders making with running when running ads and why it's so important to have someone that is experienced running your ads. So Oftentimes when you just create an ad and just put it out into the world, there's not a lot of thought for crafting the client journey, like the messaging journey for the ads. And you get kind of slapped together an ad and you just kind of have it rolling and then you expect it to get results. But here's the problem with that. Even with like really great copy and interesting graphics, It's really a big ask to put an ad in front of a cold audience, doesn't know who you are, right? And oftentimes when we're running ads ad hoc, we're we're kind of just throwing it out into the world and expecting people to take action, right? We're We're expecting someone to purchase. And, you know, ads should be seen as like money in and money comes back to you. But what's the problem there? Well, it's just that, it's that, having cold audience buy something from you at that moment, especially in a very saturated market space. And I think all verticals are saturated these days with the amount of startups that are just in existence right now. But this idea of running the ads to cold audience and expecting them to purchase with you is a really big leap for the potential client. And we call these ads bottom of the funnel ads. We expect that these ads are going to produce results, which will be sales. But if you speak to any experienced entrepreneur, you'll know that the conversion rate on these bottom of the funnel ads are quite low. You know, I think in my experience, I've seen these bottom of the funnel ads, you'd be happy if you're getting 5% conversion rate, right? Now it does depend on the cost of your product. It does depend on the price, uh, well, price cost, right? But if it's a product or is it a service, right? It, it really does depend on what the product is <clears throat> that you're selling. So it can vary greatly, but just to have, you know, out in there into the world, conversion rates there are quite low. So then you hear people, well, you know what? I'm just running ads to build my email list. Now, this is a really start smart strategy. This is putting money behind ads that just put lead magnets into the world. And so the objective there is to um, put money behind an ad that's sharing a free resource, or if you're a product-based business, perhaps sharing a discount code in exchange for an email. And this is a really nice strategy because you get to um, continue to nurture that lead through your email. And we'll go a bit into what that email structure should look like, but honestly, the cost per lead is usually really, really low, right? So then you're going to be measuring okay, money in and lead back. 
And again, it varies by industry, but you could be getting uh, leads for kind of pennies on the dollar, depending on sort of what your product is and um, and how much money you're running the ads for and how good the ads are structured. But you could definitely have a very, very inexpensive acquisition costs on the leads. And then your job begins to focus on, well, once those people enter my email, they enter my world. How have I intentionally crafted the email um, the chain of emails that they're receiving, once they enter my world, that encourage them to make that purchase, right? But what I'm suggestion, suggesting is sort of a third, this is kind of a hybrid of running for leads, but then also running for direct sales. And this is when we talk about consciously crafting the user experience in terms of what ads they see and when. Now for any experienced ad manager, this is a very easy thing to do. But as a founder, I find that unless you're really being vigilant in you know, asking this from your ad managers, sometimes you know, they may not, out of whatever reason, but they may not craft this on their own. So you really wanna be understanding, well, what is this ad manager doing? And you're gonna want the ads to be running in three phases. So I talked about these lead gen ads. We talked about these bottom of the funnel ads. So let's talk about the middle of the funnel, right? So there's a top of the funnel, a middle of the funnel, and the bottom of the funnel. And you want to create three different messages with three different actions in the ads that you run based on the position of this potential client in the funnel. So I'll give you an example of each stage. So a top of a funnel ad would be a brand awareness ad. It would be these lead magnet ads. It's really running towards a cold audience, audience that has no idea who you are, what you do, but they are a targeted audience based on maybe their interests or their demographic or their region, their physical region. You're going to want to be running these ads with the core intention of getting leads. You want someone to take a small action with you and by exchanging their email address for your resource or your discount code, they're sort of raising their hand and saying to you like, oh, hey, I'm interested in what you do. Once they get onto your email list, you, of course, have to craft an email drip campaign. This can be and it should be 100% automated, but you're wanting to thoughtfully put in front of this contact information that is going to be useful to them based on the action that they took. So I'll give you an example of the lead magnet. Let's say that you are offering a discount code in exchange for an email. So the first email obviously is going to be sharing what the discount code is, right? So they given the email code, uh, they given their email in exchange for this email code, so you're going to email them for what the code is, right? That could be the first email, you know, greetings to you. Here's the email code, happy shopping, yada, yada, yada. But for the next, you know, six to 10 days after they give you their email address, this is sort of their prime time, right? This is the prime time. They've shown their interest in you. You're top of mind for them. So you want to make sure that there's an email sequence that's running that gives them more information, keeps piquing their interest. So let's continue with the discount code example for a particular product. 
The first email, of course, is sharing the discount code, but the second email could be more creative. You could be introducing something about the company, something about the founder, something unique about the product. You know, the third email could be highlighting a particular product, like the most popular product, right? Um, could be sharing uh, some kind of lookbook or some kind of partnership that you've done with an influencer or whatever it may be. But I hope you understand that in an extended way, right? We're talking six to eight or maybe even 12 emails. You are dripping out over these days, messaging that educates, that adds value, that encourages that sale to be made, right? But at the same time, we can be also maintaining that front of mind position with the ads. So do you ever sort of go to someone's website and then those ads seem to kind of be popping up everywhere, right? And you're like, oh, I didn't even know about this brand, but oh, now I'm seeing uh, you know, ads on Instagram and like they're everywhere. Obviously, there's a way to do it <laughs> in a good way, in a bad way. You don't want to be inundating people, but what you can do, right, is you've served them that top of funnel ad. Now we want to be thinking of a middle of the funnel ad, okay? We've enticed them with the discount code at the top of the funnel. Now we want to retarget. And this is a really effective way to run your ads because a retargeting audience is collecting a list of all of the people that have given you their email address, right? The ones that um, maybe they landed on your your website. So they already know who you are and what, what you do, right? Now we want to serve them with a middle of the funnel ad, which is going to continue to build the relationship and ideally ask for sort of a bigger action from them. So an example of a middle of the funnel ad may be to download a lookbook or even listen to a podcast. Um, an interesting example of this would be, because we're kind of sticking on the product example, um, there's a company that I follow called Classic Six, which is like a clothing company. They're really fun. Um, they've got really great marketing, really fun brand. But they have um, the founder. They've shared like their founder on a podcast talking about the pieces and like the story of the company and, and the inspiration for the designs, et cetera, et cetera. And they put that through um, to share with their email list. But that could be a great example of a middle of the funnel ad, right? is that they have to sign up to access something, right? Something where if they actually listen to that podcast or they watch that webinar or that YouTube channel or whatever it may be, they're like indicating to you as the founder that that person is, their interest level's just gone up, right? So they got the discount code. Okay, well, anyone may, maybe would get a discount code, but if they're gonna sit through a webinar or something, you can be pretty confident that these people are uh, more interested in your brand and what you do. And so it's really cool for that middle of the funnel ad to be doing whatever that action is. It could be, as I think I mentioned, downloading a, a lookbook or sitting in on an event or something like that. And then of course, once that action is complete, we also make sure that an email drip campaign is flowing after that particular event, right? And so all the contents of these email drip campaigns is all encouraging 
for the action that we want, which is actually to complete the purchase. And then a bottom of the funnel ad would be what this sort of direct action ad, right? So if your brand is the e-com example, you want to say, you know, you can put something through an ad that's sort of inviting scarcity, right? Like only one more F left of this item or, you know, take a peek at this, you know, our first peek at this exclusive collection or whatever it is to go directly to the shopping page. But I hope you can see that these three steps become really effective because you're serving them ads, right? In relation to the specific place that they are in the buyer's journey, right? Someone that just learned about your brand is going to need different information than someone that has you know, attended your webinar and downloaded your free thing and you have all this information on how involved and how interested they are in your product. So this is it. This is the big mistake I see people making is that they're just putting out one ad, right? Or one kind of ad and just blasting that out over and over and over again, instead of allowing the ads to help support and build and nurture the relationship in tandem with the email drip campaigns that should be flowing um, in concert with the ads. And this brings me to another point. You never, ever, ever want to be doing ads um, that share free resource without an email sequence to pop it up, uh, to back it up, right? An email sequence to help um, encourage the action that you want. If it's a free consult, if it's a demo, if it's to buy the product, you want that, um, that churning. That's really what becomes sort of your marketing funnel. So my other comment on this is about the email drip campaigns. I am such a strong proponent of professional getting professional copywriters to write these emails. And I want to share a little bit of the difference between an email drip campaign and let's say a blog or a newsletter. So if you have someone on your team that's writing, you know, blogs and sort of putting together a newsletter, I would argue that that person, unless they have specific experience, um, should not be the one writing your email drip campaigns. When you're looking to put together a really effective email drip campaign, you want to have a professional uh, direct response or direct sales copywriter um, that puts these emails together for you. And oftentimes these uh, direct response um, copywriters will just you know charge by the project. You can kind of have them put together a sequence for you um, as a template that you could use in other situations, but it's really important to have a professional copywriter. I'll tell you in projects I've worked on with like, you know, companies that are very successful, you know, with, you know, maybe founders that are kind of famous and things like that, I would get inundated with emails from copywriters um, asking me to do test projects with them or some copywriters would even um, they would even offer writing the email sequence for free and only to be compensated based on the commission from the sales from the copy. And I'm sharing this with you just to illustrate um, how effective really good sales copy can be. And 
I want you to take this to heart because I think that there's this idea that, you know, if you can write in English as a native English speaker, that that is, you know, good enough um, to write the copy. And it just really is not because the difference between a professional that can actually get results versus just any person that can write um, in English is quite vast. That difference is quite vast. And so I can say with total confidence that copywriter will always pay for themselves. Um, so please consider getting one if you're running ads because the quality of those fileable up email sequences is really going to help support uh, you know, whether you get the ROI out of that ad program. And then to that effect, making sure that you have a copywriter um, writing the copy for your ads as well. It really, really makes all the difference. So of course, you have now constructed right this framework of a top of the funnel ad middle of the funnel ad and a bottom of the funnel ad that's all shuffling people through the sales process the getting them closer to making a purchase with you and each level of this um, each stage of these ads have been thoughtfully and intentionally curated by you and the team and now you're ready to put them out into the world um, the next tip that I'm going to say is be conscious of A-B testing. So now you've constructed these three levels of the funnel. You want to be testing out the copy, testing out different design, different graphics. You know, are you using video? Are you going to, um, you know, make charts or graphs or whatever, but don't just have your designer or whatever make one version of the ad and just put it into the world and never touch it again ads ads is an active job and this is another thing i believe i've spoken to founders to before you know i think there's this misconception that you kind of like you you mount the ad and then you kind of like never touch it again but that couldn't be further from the truth ads are are a very dynamic project. It's a very active management that goes into a successful ad program. And this could mean, um, what this usually means is changing that top of funnel ad, right? Because you're serving, and it depends how big your audience is, but you're gonna be serving your audience. You're gonna be serving these ads to the audience that's relative to you. And perhaps that audience that sees is not going to click that first time, that top of funnel ad. And so good ad managers know that they are, the, the amount of creative that needs to be pumped out and released at that top of funnel is, you know, is quite significant. And it depends on what the budget is and, and what you're trying to get back from it and the size of your audience. But as a rule of thumb, you want to make sure that you're producing you know, once a week, every once every two weeks, or at least a handful of times a month, new top of funnel ads. That can mean it's the same lead magnet with different creatives, um, or it could be completely different lead magnet, but you want to be having some um, dynamic element to that top of funnel ad. So you can be serving it to the same audience, right? That audience that connects with you, but perhaps just didn't take action the first time they saw it. And then typically those middle of the funnel and the bottom of the funnel ads could kind of stay as they are. Um, but you really want to focus on, um, you know, always pulling people in at that top of funnel. And then of course, it's about monitoring, improving, 
testing things, ads are a place where you can get really, really creative. One kind of pro tip is if you want to test different ideas or different creatives, it's always a good idea to use your organic social media a little bit as like a playground for testing those concepts. So if you wanted to like create a meme or do kind of like a wacky video, instead of just like doing the creative and putting it through the ads with not quite sure how it's going to land, um, your organic social is a really great place to test those out. And then you can kind of look and see, well, what is the most popular um, social post that we've put through organic? Um, kind of analyzing why, you know, a particular post did better than others. And you can transform that post into an ad. That's a really effective way to make sure that your ads are going to kind of connect with the audience without sort of just putting something out into the abyss without any prior knowledge. So to recap, make sure that you're consciously constructing the three different stages of the funnel for ads, right? That top, middle, and bottom of funnel. Make sure that you have a relevant email drip campaign that's helping nurture that new potential client as they get to know your brand and as they are in the consideration phase and decision phase for buying, purchasing with you. And the third is make sure that you have professional copywriter that is experienced in direct sales um, to write your ads and to write your copy because copy makes all the difference. I hope this helped. One of the things I absolutely love doing with founders is brainstorming what those top, middle, and bottom of the funnel ads should be, what those offerings should be. So if you are interested in spitballing with me or just want to ask me a question, as always, you can send me a DM right on LinkedIn, and I would love to um, brainstorm with you. So that's it for this week. If you want to have like a little bit more detail about all of this, you can always check the show notes where I kind of break down these stages a little bit further, but I'm so happy you are, that you tuned in. I hope this was helpful and I can't wait to see you back here next week on the marketing for startups podcast. You did it. You made it to the end of the episodes. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate it you as an audience member and i hope that you found this helpful if you did like this episode it would mean so so much to me if you subscribed if you rate and review this podcast it helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying it also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on instagram and tag me at ugly ventures u-g-l-i ventures v-e-n-t-u-r-e-s I am always so appreciative to hear from you and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.